0: Right now, I'm going for hot boy summer. Dude, fuck hot girl summer. <laughs> this is hot boy summer, motherfuckers. And that's me. Man, dude, I am going ham on the weights right now.
1: My buddy yeah, and I You are... have to do that because right now, if you're even moderately fit, you're leagues above the competition. Now... <laughs> dude, now I'm the
0: top boss, man. But I, it's okay. I'm locked up, though. Uh, my lady's very lucky, man, because, dude, I am so strong right now. My <laughs> biceps are fucking cut. Uh My back, dude. My my lats. My lats, man. Dude, I could talk about my lats for days. If you throw me off a cliff, I'm flying because I got wings, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yo,
1: yo. I'm, like, ooh, I, I'm in the mood. Shoddy, I'm fucking with you. I'm like, ooh, ah. If I kind of cute, tell her that she could come through. I'm like, ooh, ah. on myself. Ain't no way there.
0: what is up guys this is podcast number 19 i'm your host matthew skellhorn um for the hit or miss podcast uh what's up guys holy shit it's been another week um got my coffee uh thank god for coffee let's be honest here Um, without coffee i'd still be down and out on my bed right now um but uh, yeah, I had a great weekend, played a lot of tennis, won both times. Sorry, babe, but I won anyways. Hmm. What's up? Um... <laughs> so dumb. I'm so dumb. She almost beat me both times. She almost beat me and she's on the brink of beating me. So I have to live, leave these moments before uh, they go away. Um, I had a great time in saint Uh had some ice cream. Her mom made cookies. I ate them because they were really good. And yeah, that's it, man. As I said that's that's pretty much my weekend. Um, what else happened? I started watching hockey again. It's interesting, but I'm like... So look, I have this huge thing where I became a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And let me, let me cut the shit and... Um, and like make people realize why I switched and why I'm possibly switching back to Montreal. Um, which is horrible, right? Because Montreal suck ass. But this, this is part of the problem. Okay, so. Um, I, when I moved to Europe, I would play a lot of video games. I play a lot of Xbox. And like I would use teams to kind of remind me of where I come from. Um. And I chose the Toronto Maple Leafs just because, in my head, I affiliated the, the leaf, like the actual leaf, which is, it resembles the Canadian flags leaf. Um, and it just, it brought me back home when I was over there for some reason. And then maybe you, maybe some of you guys like, why don't you just take Montreal Canadiens? You're from Montreal. Uh, it's a sea. There's no leaf. Okay, first of all. Second of all, um, it just seemed more like home. I don't know why. I lived there for a bit, okay. So I have a kind of a a good argument for the people who think I'm bandwagoning, which I totally am. But it's still a good argument that I lived near Toronto for maybe two, three years of my life, maybe less. I'm not sure exactly, but I know I lived there for a bit. So I kind of I'm kind of allowed, okay. Um, but I, that's the that's the main reason why I, I I switched to a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, just because when I was in Europe and I was missing Canada so much. It would remind me of Canada the most. I mean, I'm going to ask you guys this question. Out of all NHL Canadian teams, which one reminds you most of, most of Canada? What's up? Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? Fuck you if you guys see something different. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so it goes back to my point. I started watching hockey, um, and then now, like, my friends are like, you have to take for your your home country, your hometown team. You can't fuck around like anywhere else. I was like, fine, okay. Um, and then I started watching it, and the Habs played a very very tight first game. Fuck, they're lucky. But the second game, they just they just can't get in the zone. They can't get in the Leaf zone properly. It's almost impossible. They have they they don't have enough chemistry to just smoothly get in whereas the leaf when they get in they're already installed in the zone and and before you know it they, they score a goal because we had so much fucking penalties um but then again we give we like that's another thing that i don't like about the canadians and and, and montreal here like as fans slash the media we put so much fucking pressure on these guys it's just it's not fun, it's not fun for them if you put that if you put yourself in in their shoes uh and in, in the players' shoes trying to um keep with the the hype and the pressure that all their surroundings give them it sucks man, compared to like teams in Florida teams in the south in general, they don't give a fuck they don't care. But here, man, it's like you—it's like you play for the fucking queen. So, um, respect to them, anyways. And I'm still watching the games. Game three tonight. I think we're recording this on Monday. It's posting this Monday, which is like literally right now, within an hour. Um, but tonight, it's game three. Um, I don't know, man. The Habs need to come out with something better. And uh, I guess they'll bring out Cole Caulfield next uh, because we just—they just can't score a goal though they don't have a a scores touch let's say which I thought this is a whole other topic but I'll I'll keep it short but which I thought Drian would be able to to bring to the table but I didn't watch hockey enough this year to know what happened with the situation and and whatnot so but yeah man I'm starting to fucking watch hockey again it's interesting because it's been so long I mean hockey I've played maybe 20 years of my life um then I just got super bored of it and stopped everything focused on on watching combat sports, which is my ultimate love, I think that will always be my my main bitch, and then hockey maybe it'll come as my side bitch. <laughs> uh, but it's fun, man. It's fun. But now, I'll, uh, speaking about hockey, speaking about all these ca- Canadians and stuff like that, which there's not really much of a correlation, but I'm trying to make transitions in my podcast. Um, but going toward my guest now, um, my guest, his name is Sebastian Zilch. I used to work with him for many years at our previous workplace called Helix, and uh, he's an accountant. He's a very good with his money, very good um, kind of like how to put money in the stock market and whatnot. So we talk a lot about the stock market, crypto even because I, I still don't understand shit. I tried, I still don't understand, but he gives his take on it, um, and then we talk about more more bullshit, you know. But we we try to focus at the beginning on. On money topics, and then we just ended up uh, being a really good conversation. So um, yeah, without any further ado, I'll pass it on over, transfer it over, as we would say back at the call center at Helix, to my really good friend Sebastian. Is this better? Oh, is it better? You say say that <laughs> say that one more time. Say that one more time.
1: Is this better?
0: Oh ladies and gentlemen this is sebastian zilch finally on the podcast for number podcast number 19 sebastian we're live by the way we've been we've been live since the beginning but
1: we've been live since the beginning well ahoy everyone we've been live since the beginning sebastian how are things my man i'm doing really good i i you look like a happier man than the last time i saw you oh we can talk about that huh we probably know why too uh i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that uh i know exactly why you're happier <laughs> but uh, not to talk anybody down all right no, i no. just i just moved it uh, the microphone is it good yeah maybe a, a bit closer to your to your mouth okay uh let, let, let me just fix this
0: here for you i'm sorry here you we go give me my guess t- tell my guess what
1: to do that's awesome huh yeah well i, I want it to be top quality
0: <laughs> dude this is awesome man this is like that that uh, that mic works super well dude sebastian i know we've talked many times um and this is gonna be like no other like like a just a same ass conversation with the coffee of course and unfortunately it's not on video yet but uh, sebastian has that nice coffee glass too very uh european looking
1: it's very important that you have italian coffee in an italian cup and you drink it as it was intended and how is that matthew It's black,
0: my friend. And speaking of coffee, which is insane that I have you on my podcast today and who I saw today at a certain workplace that I work at. (laughs) Um, And I I swear to you, the man who takes sugar with a dash of coffee has entered the premises um, today, literally a few hours ago. I literally saw him. I won't (laughs) drop his name just in case he doesn't want to get exposed for his, his coffee drinking. Yeah, wait, uh, wait,
1: you mean the sugar drinking, the sugar man himself,
0: dude. The sugar man himself. He walked into the store and sugar was like dragging out of his pockets. He just, he just couldn't handle it. I guess he wanted some, some uh, devil lettuce instead of devil, devil dandruff. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> no, you uh, don't. But yeah, I actually saw him today.
1: Oh, that's crazy! You've been seeing everybody over there in Laval, huh?
0: Yeah, a lot of people uh, in Laval come. If for people who don't know, um. I guess I'm allowed to talk about it. I, at first, I was like, I'm not sure because I know it's government regulated. But essentially, I work for the SQDC, which um, is basically cannabis that I sell legally. Um, and that's it, man. So that's my job. But yeah, a lot of people I've been seeing recently that I know that we both know, actually, because another one of uh, of our co-patriots co-pa- has, has passed by a bit um, while yeah. on break, while I was eating some... Some fucking Saint Hubert chicken. This motherfucker comes exactly when I'm in the middle of me eating Saint Hubert. So perfect timing on his part. But uh, he came by as well. Another another former employee. Another former um, what is it called?
1: A, f- a former co-worker, right?
0: You yeah, have a workers That's like too. That's that's too positive.
1: Too positive. Oh, so we're not talking about someone we like
0: here. <laughs>
1: no, no, not about that. I'm just saying the workplace. No, The workplace, uh, former honestly, I I thought everybody that we worked with, bar a few, were all uh, I consider them friends,
0: (laughs) bar a few shots like that already.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we're not going to be mentioning any names, but I do think you understand.
0: Oh, I do, like, yeah, of course, I understand. And dude, that's another thing that's crazy. This earlier this week, um, and I hate that we're not dropping names, I just I'd rather not drop names just just for their sake. Um, and I hate it for the listeners because they have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. But I'm sorry, man. This is just the introduction after we'll get into more important things. But um, uh, I saw um, the son of uh, our old boss delivering a package to the house next door.
1: Really? Yeah. Our, our And bo- we,
0: talked a, we talked a lot about, uh, like, while I saw him, we talked a lot about the workplace. And uh, let's just say the people, you know, that were... You Wait, know,
1: are, are we talking about the son of our boss or the son of our boss' boss?
0: Our boss, our, our boss, like our 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 um, OG boss from 2016.
1: Oh, okay, I know exactly yeah, yeah, who yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> delivering <laughs> yeah,
0: packages, yeah, yeah. I delivering packages, <laughs> delivering packages. Yeah, we had a good conversation about Heli- uh, about Helix. I can say the name. Um, yeah, we work for... at Helix, of course. Yeah, but for about um. Like five minutes, we talked about, you know, the people.
1: Oh, the people. We had people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a lot of people at that place, huh?
1: Yeah, well we had this one guy. Um just I we can get over this because I know nobody knows what we're talking about, but uh basically we worked in the call center together and then we both moved on from there. Uh but there was this one guy who he was really he didn't care at all. So um he, he went and he put the customer on hold and he went to go take his lunch. He went out to uh to yeah, he the subway. Out to
0: lunch. He went out to lunch, he never came back too. Never came I
1: back didn't. the customer, like he got in trouble, he got fired that same day. <laughs>
0: Oh geez, that's crazy that I've been seeing these people in the lead up to this podcast. Like, the more I think of it, the more it's crazy. Well, well, everybody,
1: what are you gonna do? You have nothing else to do uh, besides stay at home. You can either drink or you can you can smoke. No. So uh, yeah, or I'll... I could
0: do both at the same time with this new dark cherry um, type of drink that I got here from my uh, from my current workplace. Where I, I want to try I'm that. Very happy. I it's... really want to try that. You, you should if you if you want i mean i know you've stopped consuming um like, I, like I, and you told me that but this is very light and it's honestly i drink these more for the taste than anything else um
1: I'm a little bit curious I, i've never been uh I, I did smoke a little bit uh back in the day or maybe mm-hmm. a lot for a certain point but um <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah interesting stories we won't get into maybe but um right now i, I haven't done it for a long 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 time. But it does sound interesting, you know. Like, uh, what is it? It's a beer with uh, with some extra ingredients.
0: Yeah. So, so there's a few. Like, I ha- like I've had the beer before in the past too. This is more of like a kind of sparkling drink, I would say. Obviously, with a dash of you know a few a few goods. So, like two point five milligrams of THC with two point five milligrams of CBD. So it's very it's micro doses. That, that's why okay. I can't emphasize enough that. You can drink maybe three or four of these, and even someone who doesn't smoke as much or doesn't consume as much cannabis, um, like you'll be fine. Although when I'm selling them, I'm put, I'm warning these motherfuckers like, uh, like it's like it's dangerous drugs, you know? Cause yeah, that's how...
1: well, you know what they, they did that for me. Like I think you sell these little pills there with uh, with whatever active ingredient inside. I, I took one, did nothing. Took two, did nothing. And honestly, I, I feel like they're just like sugar pills it
0: depends yeah like honestly it depends we can get into this cannabis for sure because i've learned so much ever since i started working there which which is cool man like like i have personally never been um a smoking person or along these lines like the only times i would really smoke would be when i'm drunk so drinking is my kryptonite not smoking but um Learning about cannabis a lot, dude. I've learned a lot, man. It's uh, it's it's interesting. That's what I, I love about this job is that I'm always I'm always learning. There's never a day where I didn't I don't learn something about a certain strain, a certain product, uh, a certain side effect, or whatever the case may be. Um, It's awesome, man. But dude, Sebastian, talk about you, dude. Like what's, what's been going on in your life now, ever since we, we've parted ways.
1: Well, I've been doing the same thing. Um, speaking of cannabis, I think that it's about to blow up. It already has, um, the market for it is growing like crazy, even though it's government regulated, you have a bunch of of businesses that are starting up all over the country to, to sell it, to package it, to refine it into different things. And, um, uh, I think a lot of people have made a lot of money. I think I, I had uh, these companies are doubling in in volume, in trading, everything. It, it's really, it's a big sector right now. I think That's my- awesome.
0: And, and that's something I really want to get into. So basically, why well, have Sebastian on this podcast? So sorry for that 10-minute um, <laughs> discussion. But uh, Sebastian is very, like... In terms of my circle of friends, and I've been speaking about this on my podcast the past two, three episodes, and how like networking is very important, and how, uh, like, uh, in terms of friendships that you make, you make sure that they're value for value type things or, or certain trust or, dude, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm rambling a bit, but my point is, is that when it comes to money and when it comes to the stock market and now even a bit of crypto, which I don't, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I really want to get into it. Um, but my number one, like like there's a tied number one, there's Sebastian and someone else in my close circle of friends that I trust 100% about anything involving the moolah. And so I know Sebastian is very um, interesting, like very interested and interesting to listen to and to speak to about these certain topics. And we could go beyond, obviously, um, just financial, but uh, the financial sector, I would say. Um but this is mainly why I want you on, because I want to learn so much about it.
1: Well, there's a lot to learn, and especially right now, I think it's the it's the craze, right? Everybody's trying to invest. Everybody's trying to they're hearing about people becoming millionaires overnight from investing in cryptocurrency. And I think even you go and take an Uber, your Uber driver is always going to say, hey, did you hear about Bitcoin? And it's really, really fascinating how um, how aware everybody seems, but how, ignorant everybody is. Honestly, um, I don't want to mean that as an insult, but I want to say that people don't do their research before investing or, or um, they don't really learn about the subject where they're putting their money. And I think that's the most important thing you need to do. Mm -hmm. So um, when it comes to saving money, I think the easiest way w- with a lot of friends, which uh, I have done personally is if you put your money in a savings account, it's going to burn. You're going to see a nice new jacket. You're going to see a nice new uh, a coat, uh, anything, you know, like a bag, if you're a girl, a uh, new pair of shoes, and you're going to go and spend the money because it's so easy to to do that and to get rid of it. But when you you have an account where you're making money and you see a day after a day where you're investing your money and you uh, Sometimes you might double your money in a month. Sometimes you might lose a little bit, but you, you're really doing something. It's interesting. It's not just putting it in an account and letting it sit there for, for no reason. Mm-hmm. You're really starting to, um, you're, a lot of people have been able to save money that way.
0: Is there, is there like a, a misconception about like having a savings account and how it's perceived to be as something good to have? Um, Depending on obviously everyone's financial situation, I'd assume. But uh, but like, do you think it's it's kind of perceived as something great, even though you may do
1: some things like way better things with your money? Well, for sure. And I think savings, the the first step in the process where you're not spending it. So uh, saving a hundred bucks is better than se- spending it on something stupid, like uh, spending it on a meal. Like that's really stupid. I, I would say if, if you're doing it all the time, if your Uber eats all the time, um, you should start saving some of that money. But when you move beyond that uh, savings account, the bank's making money off of you. And uh, think about it like this. The government aims to make money less valuable. It's called inflation, right? I think everybody's heard about inflation. So they aim for about 2 to 3% every year that it decreases. So if I have a $100 bill this year, next year, it's going to be able to buy what $97 bought last year and so on and so on. Okay. So so putting in the savings down is great because you are saving your money, but the money is not... Um, it, it's just becoming less and less valuable as time goes on, right? So you, you hear back in the day, your parents bought a house for $100,000 and today they're $600,000. It's a very easy example to look at. Um, if you put that $100,000 in the savings account right now, you'd be able to buy a one bedroom. It's a very big difference. So savings accounts are a great to start, but you have to really start investing your money. And I think you have to do it smart. And not just see, oh, Dogecoin is on the way up, let me buy in at, at the peak and then lose half my money, right?
0: Mm. Like how, like, because I don't think a lot of people, well, now it's starting to become more um, mainstream, I would say, but like you said, I think that comes with a lot of people who kind of just put their money in things because everyone else is and that's it. You know, it's a lot of hype buying, I guess. I guess that's a, a good term to put it into. But why, why aren't we, like, kind of mainly aware of this from from a younger age let's say
1: well i think that our parents don't really understand money as well as they should i mean don't get me wrong there there are some adults who uh well we could say adults you know like uh from the last Older generation adults, yeah, yeah exactly i can't even believe i'm an adult at this point but <laughs> i don't know if you feel the same way but, but i feel way too old nobody really understands how money works. And I think 50 years ago, it was some bankers who knew exactly how things worked. And then a hundred years ago, it was just a few executives at a few banks who understood how money worked. And today, I think it's maybe 10% of everybody kind of grasps the concept of how our economy works, what you should be doing with your money in a smart way. And um, I just don't think that your parents... Or my parents even, they passed on the knowledge. And that's why you have to learn yourself. And I think you have to make your own uh, mistakes uh, at mm-hmm. on our level. And I think our children will be more literate than we will. You think? I, I hope so. I mean, uh, look at it. When we were growing up, we were reading books. Now uh, they know how to do things on computers. You know, like, I don't know, like eight-year-olds can do things that I don't even understand.
0: That's true, man. You put it that way, man. A lot of fucking eight, nine-year-old hackers or something, they can get into things so easily um cuz they watch something on the internet and it's crazy how like nowadays things are on on screen and brains that are being developed meaning like yo- younger younger adults or maybe teens who they kind of like see things and they could reciprocate quickly but you know through reading that that's longer but through images being projected to you it's like almost in
1: a click i i think the the easiest way to look at it is when you read a book you're reading one man's opinion. When you have the internet you have you're connected to let's say 5 billion people. Like take away China, take away North Korea, uh places that don't allow you to get information, you have the whole world of teachers and and I think there's a lot of, of garbage on there, but I think there's also um we have so much opportunity today and it's only going to get bigger with the amount of uh, availability of information. So right. yeah.
0: No, for sure man, but now like like you said, there's a lot of opportunity now and that's what I really want to get into is more like investing. And um, obviously, I'm, I'm still a v- very much big of a rookie. I mean, I if I didn't have a few friends to ask before investing, I would probably be one of these dumbasses who would put $100 on Dogecoin for absolutely no reason, you know. But um, thankfully, I have a good circle of friends who tell me what to invest in <laughs> and I just do what they say. And it works, man. It works. Now I, I bet see like, I'm very, um, compre I, I comprehend the fact that at the end, it's always a risk when you invest your money. Like for sure. There's risk, there's minimum risk, there's low risk, there's high risk, but there's always risk. Um, there is. So I don't, I don't hold my friends accountable if ever I lose money. Obviously I just, I give like, I just trust them and, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I also don't put huge amounts of money. I think if I would have put bigger amounts of money, then it would be maybe a bit different. I would I would see it differently. But um, but how can someone like me, because I know there's a lot of people out there who maybe not even like Maybe they didn't invest yet, but they just don't really know what to do. Um, and they don't know. it's That's the thing. And I'm sorry, like I'm talking a lot, but that's the thing about the stock market that's annoying. It's so hard to, I mean, lack for a better word, it's so hard to penetrate. It's so hard to to get into it and really understand the flow of it. It's really, really
1: it. daunting. Like it's scary when you first see it. You don't understand what's going on. You you, you go on Yahoo Finance, you go on Market Watch, and you see a hundred different graphs on the screen with numbers all over the place, red, green. You don't know what's going on, and uh, we don't like what you see on TV and, and shows. Like it really doesn't explain anything. And that's I think what most people have to go on. So when you go into it, you really have to do your research. And I think that if you spend a few, maybe let's say a week or two, just really understanding it, uh, you can start making some investments that won't lose you money, that uh, won't be too risky to start off with. And then you can go from there. I suggest, um, for example, the first thing I, I told you when I said, hey, let open up a brokerage account is to buy into the market. It's, it, it's a very Easy and safe investment where the market goes up uh, over every twenty years, you always have about seven to eight percent of increase in uh, it, that that it goes up. So you're you're really not you're, you're not taking too much of a risk by the time you retire because we're, we're what we're twenty five right now. I'm twenty five.
0: Yeah, I'm twenty four. I'm young. I'm young, motherfucker. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you,
1: you I didn't even know you were younger than me. I thought you were always my age.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was I. I when you're younger.
1: Shit. Well, anyway, so you have 40 years left, so you don't have to be worried so much about if the market tanks um, tomorrow, because you're going to be investing for when you retire for the most part. Uh, so if you just invest into an index fund like um, XUS is a, it tracks the 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 S and P 500 global index. Um, so that whenever the market goes up, you get the exact same percentage, approximately, of the profit. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a great thing to start off with, but then you can look into more, um, you can look to more interesting stocks where you're going to start making real money if you know what you're doing. Um, but I wouldn't suggest doing that unless you you're prepared to. But uh,
0: but that's a, that's a thing because I know I know for someone like you, you know, you know a lot more about it, and you know when to when to get in, when to get out, if uh, if you can put it that way um but how how can one get to that level is it just by starting and then just constantly going on um these websites like uh, yahoo finance or market watch and and try to understand these graphs or or understand on how predictability
1: works and and stuff like that well i i don't think it's really predictability there's two things i think you need to start off with understanding what's happening in the world first just just big issues like coronavirus or housing crisis is like in 2008, for example, um, people want to make money, right? And yeah. if there's a good investment, everybody's going to try to get it, right? So if you can buy a house that's worth $500,000 or $400,000, I'm doing that in a second if I can, because I can sell it right back and make $100,000. But everybody who has money to buy it is, is going to go and try to bid an offer on it, right? And someone's going to buy it. So what was happening in 2008 is that uh, the banks wanted to make money off of these people who had good credit, amazing credit. And it's okay. They're, they're just going to be like cash farms, right? Mm-hmm. So they pay their mortgage they get their interest and the bank's just making money. But then eventually they're like, okay, but we want to make more money, but there's no more uh, people who have amazing credit. So well, let's just go for good credit. And then, and then it went to the point where the the people were defaulting, like people who didn't have any credit at all were being given mortgages and given uh, loans. So it made the housing market go up like crazy. And it wasn't because houses were worth more. It's because the banks went and were borrowing money, uh, lending money to everybody. So you have to understand what's going on in the world. If the the price of something is going up because everything is going up or the price is going up because this specific stock is doing something amazing that that merits it. Like, for example, we can go and look at Tesla versus uh, versus Apple. Like they're very different companies and. Uh, I think anybody who invests in Tesla was very lucky, and yeah. very like you had all the odds against you, and uh, you're lucky. Elon Musk is uh, loved by everybody, and we can talk about how he affects uh, stock markets uh, all over the place. And even but he Kortos. does,
0: man. Like like it's crazy how someone of that stature, of course, but he, he really creates a lot of dips and a lot of ups like just insane and him and also like stuff like dave portnight i don't know if you know him like the president of barstool like him too wouldn't he oh was, yeah yeah for sure when he states something out of the market and then he i think he affects more uh the daily people type of stocks because I, he talks even about the lower uh tier of stocks and and it creates a buzz you know um, but, but
1: him he's uh he's really invested in um into into sports and i think he's one of the top like all of his podcasts together from all of from Barstool uh, it, it accounts for, I don't know, a huge number of everything that's going on on Apple. So he really reaches a lot of people. And I think Elon Musk is the same way where everybody listens to these guys. So if, if they say um, Tesla, even though Tesla is not even big, like they're not selling a lot of cars. And if they accept Bitcoin or not, it really won't change much compared to how many bitcoins there are but people react to it and then they dump dumped their bitcoin when he says i'm not going to accept bitcoin
0: yeah
1: but of the people who are holding that bitcoin who is going to go and buy a tesla with it honestly it
0: true i like I, I don't even that's another thing about cryptocurrency where i just dude i mean i'm one of these guys where i've been explained so many times what it is and i the only thing that i understand is that it's a decentralized currency and when yeah. when i think of these words i think of okay this is money this is another type of money that's it like i have a dollar or i have a like let's say i take one canadian dollar and i and I, or i have one uh one bitcoin but and then i know obviously one bitcoin is worth x amount of dollars i get that yeah but why what's so, the purpose of it
1: okay so it's to make life easier for everybody. Because before we had to, if, if I grew, um, if I had goats and you grew corn and you wanted a goat, you'd have to give me corn. And if I didn't want any corn, then you couldn't buy a goat for me. You'd have to go to the next guy who has something who I want. So if we all agree that money is worth something and um, like, for example, it started with gold, right? Everybody agreed gold was worth something. So if you paid with gold, which by itself was not very useful, it was shiny, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot easier. And today, the money's worth nothing, right? It's just faith. It's trust in the government to um, that the money will be worth something and that you can exchange a uh, dollar for a hamburger and you can exchange one hour of your time for 15 bucks, right? And, okay. and they'll always be pretty much on par, right? So what you're getting paid, um, so that they're equal. Now, cryptocurrency is the same thing, except... That it's not back to any government. So, in essence, it's really worthless. Like, it's worth nothing. But people trust it, so they're willing to use it to, to exchange for different services. Or
0: like, I find yeah. that crazy. I find that crazy, but also not surprising with with all how technology is evolving so quickly. And now, like, dude, I'm seeing so much kind of, like, meme coins. You know, even the thing with Dogecoin, or when that came about. Um, just the fact that Elon Musk talks about it, it becomes this crazy thing, you know, or Ethereum, another one. Um, there's so much, man. Someone created a fuck Elon coin. Did you see that? And <laughs> no, that I didn't see up. that one. But, and that went up. Like, I don't understand that. It's basically how I see it. It's basically someone who, let's say they created a platform. Okay. And, um, they made their own currency and I'll make this, I'll make this as like, um, as like a analogy with with th- something that we know so we used to work for this well company and Lom you know and Lom they had tokens or to- uh, tokens let's say the tokens
1: yeah so they had a rewards program they yeah. gave back to their customers for buying like contact lenses for example yeah
0: and and there was tokens as a as a currency of and Lom to like do giveaways for exactly. gift cards or some shit. So, so you're feel- you're on
1: the right track. You're, yeah. you're saying that those, those tokens were worth a certain amount in a Visa gift card or a, a Best Buy gift card, and they were... Trusting Balshemlum to honor that to say, okay, if you're giving me two hundred dollars worth of tokens, I'm gonna to be able to re- uh, exchange that for a two hundred dollar yeah. Visa card or or I don't know, like a Balshemlum product. So yeah. it's the exact same thing. It's worthless until you have trust in um, being able to use it to do something in to either buy uh, services or goods, right? So services is like um, an employee or goods, as in uh, I don't know, you want to buy cannabis?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course, we use the cannabis. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that's how I see it. I really see um, that like cryptocurrency is someone who made another website and he invented a a new form of money, and he's like, okay, you're gonna buy me this for X amount of the the money that we work with, which is Canadian dollars. That's essentially how I see it. Someone just, it's like. It's like mm-hmm. uh, these fucking hype. That's how I see it. Anyways, I could be dumb. I'm dumb. I don't know. I don't know. But that's that's how it's kind of making sense well, in my not, head. It's not a
1: website. It's basically a network of a, many different people. Yeah, but that's what I mean.
0: Like that, that's what I mean. But at at the end of the day, someone created this thing, um, and now with maybe with the type of following that I that I see, I just see it as like almost hype. But it. But at the same time, no, because it's been there since what 2009, Bitcoin and yeah. And it has actually done some good, if I understand correctly. It's not only just this hype shit.
1: It's disrupted markets everywhere. And and I think it's paved the way for something that we can really work with. Because uh, every currency, like US dollars, Canadian dollars, um, it's really regulated by a government. And if, if, uh, let's say, for example... Uh, what's his name, Uh, I don't know if everybody here is listening from Quebec, but Francois Legault says, okay, uh, no more jobs for everybody, you have to stay in your house, Um, then our money is going to be worthless, you know, we're not producing anything, Um, the Canadian dollar goes to shit, and then um, hey, what what are you going to fall back on? You have nothing because you live in Canada, Bitcoin is everywhere, you can exchange it in communist China, or you can exchange it in the freedom Mm -hmm. of the USA, right?
0: That's crazy, I find.
1: So the big issue with uh, cryptocurrency is, I think that um, global events aren't affecting it so much as it's the whims of of people, and it's really like an emotional thing rather than uh, there's a reason behind it. So uh,
0: I- yeah, that's what I mean. That's what that's what I find so. It's like it's like surprising, but also not surprising with what type of world we live in today. You know yeah so everything is based off of like you said emotion versus actual meaning where if we compare it to the stock market um it's like uh you're you're investing into a company and you're putting money into a company and and if they're doing well then you make more money i guess that's
1: how it should work Uh, that's not really how it works in practice i don't think but i would say tesla is really an emotional company it's the exact same thing uh It's worth a thousand times more than what they earn per share. Um, It's really like if you're buying Tesla, if you look at it through um, someone from 1980s as like, is this a good investment? Not one person would tell you it's a good investment. They're going to say it's going to go to shit. And that's why everybody um, always hates on it saying, oh, why is it so high? Uh, It's really emotional. But everything else, there's a reason for it. Like you can see in the last year, all the stocks went up. uh, They skyrocketed, right? even though nobody was working, but think about this. So 40% of all the money in circulation right now was printed within the last year. That's in the U.S. I S I don't know about Canada. It's probably on par. So in your wallet, if you have a hundred bucks right now, 40 of those were printed in the last year. So if you think that all of that money was injected into the economy and you have nothing to do with it, what are you going to do? You're going to invest in, in a house while the housing market goes up, exponentially and then nobody can afford houses anymore with the uh, people are asking for, you can't even get a down payment. You can't put a down payment on some houses. They're saying um, you have to pay half of the house or something because it's so competitive. Um, and then, okay. They go to the stock market. The stock market goes up like crazy because they're giving everybody $2,000 a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you go look at the cryptocurrency market. Um, it doesn't follow the same correlation. It's really like whatever, people are feeling that day. Like a guy goes on SNL and says uh, something about um about Dogecoin and then it crashes uh fifty percent in in a few hours. Like that there's no logical reason it's for insane. that. It's insane. It's
0: insane. It's like let's say you let's say there's someone who knows these people, okay, who knows like these high end people and um that would that, like, be a crazy in where let's say if someone know, knew Elon Musk. And Elon Musk says two hours before he tweets a certain thing, he's like, hey, that, like, let's say a small group of fucking billionaires. Yeah. He's like, hey, in two in, in, two, uh, in, in two hours, I'm going to tweet this out and expect some big changes in, in whatever, Bitcoin.
1: Exactly. Dude.
0: Like, do you think that's how that's how like we're going to get fucked at crypto? People like that who get information before information is
1: out? Well, I think that he is in, in the position to make so much money, and I don't know if he really cares anymore. <laughs> this guy's uh, really rich, and um, I, I don't think he's there to make money at this point. He really has his vision, but he has the, the ability to make Tesla stock go up or down. Uh, I've seen him in the past say, "Oh, Tesla stock is a little bit high. I wouldn't buy," and then it, it crashes. So. I don't know if he's doing that because he's buying it when it crashes. That's what I would do if I had mm-hmm. that ability just to make a tweet and then everybody would sell their stock and I would buy it up at half the price. I would do that every single day, all day long. And then, <laughs> then I would say, oh, it's undervalued.
0: It seems like it's going that direction with how crypto works. It's the like exact it's, same thing. It could be, But it could be so much easily, like easier manipulated than than the stock market. I think the stock market can be manipulated, but... Not as strongly
1: as cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency is, 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 like you said, it's like nothing. No, it's not because if you're buying a company in the stock market. And um, even if Elon Musk says, hey, Tesla sucks. OK, and um, I hate Tesla. I'm resigning. I hate it it's not going to go down to zero because it's still worth something. There's still a company there that makes cars, makes really nice cars that work well. And I know a lot of people hate on Tesla's, but they are good cars. And then you go and you still have sales. You still have something backing it. If you, if you go to Dogecoin and, and say, I have zero faith in Dogecoin, it's worthless. There's nothing backing it. There's no company behind it. There's, there's just a code and a number on a screen. And sadly to say that's, the same thing as u.s dollars canadian dollars they're really worth Mm -hmm. nothing but which is weird man it's so weird hearing that
0: but at the same time it makes sense that it's like kind of nothing at the same time you're you're basically exchanging paper for a good or service like always like that's everything that you do
1: it's just a, a form of exchange right it's like the energy that you use um I can usually use that as an analogy, right? So you're giving your energy, uh, by working a nine to five as an accountant or as a customer service representative or in retail, whatever it is. Um, and then you're getting your energy back in, in actual cash. And then you can go and purchase so- someone else's, uh, uh, I don't know, fruits of their labor. You go and buy a, a loaf of bread at the store. And then yeah. a steak, you know, it's the same that's,
0: thing. That's how the economy works basically essentially that's how there's an economic flow which dude to be honest it's weird but i'm I'm, old, I'm turning 24 and that's like in this last year maybe two years that's when i finally understood like the meaning behind economy and how how it's it's more important than i once thought it was
1: you know yeah it, it really it is everybody's life right so if you shut down the economy everybody and i don't want to get into covid i don't know what to, because there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on along with that. If you talk mm. about the wrong thing, you can get demonetized, you can get whatever. So Dude, I'm here not... we're talk we can talk about fucking anything. Okay. We could, okay. We can talk about anything. So, <laughs> bring it up, Sebastian. Bring you say, on the juice. Okay, so if you say shut down the economy to save lives, it's just the economy. How can you choose the economy over lives? You really have a lot of people that um that are dependent upon it. Shutting down the economy doesn't mean that um, one billionaire is going to lose a hundred billion dollars. It could mean that, but it's also that the guy down the road is forced to close his business that he worked on for 40 years. And now he's going to go bankrupt and his kids won't have any future and possibly everybody is gets depressed. And uh, I know a lot of people um, in my circle who are not how they used to feel. Right. So they're not really, uh, they're not the same people anymore after one month of not being able to see friends it, it's really not just uh just numbers on a screen it's really everybody's livelihoods and and everybody's retirement accounts you know if you've been yeah. investing for your whole life imagine that
0: and then everything is just taken away like when you put it that way like after a year in after almost like even more than a year i think a, a year and two months now that that covet has existed um obviously at first when it first started you know there was a a lot of skepticism towards it and uh, meaning like skepticism towards still allowed it allowing to be out. It's kind of, we, mm-hmm. we saw what happened to Italy and then we saw what happened to um Iran and uh, it just like, it was kind of inevitable that it was going to come, come to us. But the way we handled it in the beginning, like honestly, at first I thought it was good. Like if, if this is such a deadly disease, like they say it was, and it was very new still. So, I think for the first two three months there is room for error in terms of them shutting things down just because they're kind of following through with um, with everyone else that's like kind of shutting people down but I just think we did it the wrong way um we did it's
1: fine so if you think that something's really deadly and you don't have the numbers it's it's okay to be a little bit skeptical and think okay what can I do because politicians I'm just gonna say they're there to protect their ass and get elected the next term there's that but also you want to I assume that some of them want and care about uh, the population. Want everybody to be safe. It's fine. Shut it down for two weeks, and then. But when we reach the one year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve, yeah, I know. There's, and there's, you're there's, still there... inside, right? It's yeah, a big difference.
0: Prob- yeah, for sure, man. And then you see like how um, like, and and that goes to to the fact that like most of, a lot of Asian countries are, are very communist. So, but in Asian countries, a communist country. Uh,
1: like, gives very authoritarian, so whatever they say, you, exactly, you can't so, really do anything.
0: So, but it's but it's hard to, I guess, it's hard for a free country, which is going back to my point a free country having to, uh, and and being able to confine us and restrict us from so much of our freedoms. Um, it's it's weird that that still did not work, even though, like, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people that feel outraged ever since this started. Um, and with reason, you know, there's, there, like you said, economy, the economy is, is the people, and that's how we all make money. And if we all can't make money, then the, the
1: cycle stops. Well, a lot of the economy comes off of making other people feel good. And I'm not talking about prostitution. I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, like... It- to, to go to bowling alley with your friends and, and get yeah, a few yeah. beers or um or, or go dancing or, or just go to the park with your friends and and, and chill that it's yeah. really the economy revolves around everything and i think that um it's not everything but it's a very important part of life and even if you take out the money aspect you still need I think we work better where everybody's working on their own thing. So one person makes grain, one person raises goats for meat. If if you try to do everything, I think, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a guy who tried to make a hamburger uh, from scratch. So he raised the cow. He went out to the, the sea to get the salt and, and everything. It cost him something like 2000 or $8,000 to make a single hamburger. But wow. yeah, so because because he had to do everything himself. And it's, it's really not practical. But if you have one guy who makes uh, all the patties and one guy who collects all the salt, you get a burger at McDonald's for a dollar sixty nine, right? So you really see how everybody working together and being specialized really helps uh, everything be easier, right? That's it's so true. That's a great example. Um, and but we don't
0: see it that way because that's that's where there's issues with the media and issues on how this whole thing was portrayed in the beginning. Um, yeah, and we know that maybe seventy percent of the population they watch the news or even more than that consume the news in general, not necessarily watching on TV. Um, Yeah. Uh, I think it's difficult
1: to to be a free thinker. And and especially during this time when you're not, uh, I think when we're able to talk to each other and get opinions uh, from other people, you're always going to run into people who have different opinions from you in the workplace, just on the street, you know, like I'm there with a mask underneath my nose uh, one time because it's just so hot in the bus. And, Mm. and this guy starts screaming at me and, and i asked him and he said he had a vaccination and i'm like why you why do you care if you're immune if if i have the mask under Mm -hmm. my nose now i know i'm not supposed to but i just needed a second and he started screaming so these people they you get different opinions and then uh you're able to kind of pick out what you like and what you don't like but now we're just we're there on our phones we're there on our tvs uh uh, watching news uh from ctv or whatever and that's all we get we, we don't get other people's uh, thoughts we don't get to to compare our opinions and our because it's really important as humans right to, yeah. to understand what other people think but you're just hearing what facebook wants you to hear what youtube wants you to hear i don't want to be a conspiracy theorist but that's all you get right you you get what their side of the story is
0: mm-hmm. no it's true we we we're just feeded off information given by a few outlets, a few like major outlets and, and obviously these lower outlets who kind of talk about uh, like the devil's advocate being the complete opposite. They're less credible and the majority of the people see that and the majority of the people di- disregard other opinions, which is probably why um, we're still in in this situation today. However... There has been some good news today. I don't know if you watched the news today, Sebastian. Five o'clock.
1: No oh yes, the five o'clock was a beautiful <laughs> compressed conference, dude.
0: It's almost to the sense where when these things happen, like I feel like uh, making popcorn and and it's like a spectacle.
1: Yeah, you know, I was I went into it thinking that we're gonna get our curfew lifted from nine thirty to ten p.m., and then he was gonna say. Uh, but we need to make sure before if it doesn't go into like the purple zone or something like some new <laughs> new thing, right? So, but um, hopefully everything's gonna go back to normal, and I'm gonna start. I don't know, hustling again because I used to. You know me. I used to be a really big hustler. Oh, right? I yeah. didn't have a. T- I didn't have a minute in my day. Uh, but now I don't know what to do with all the extra time, and I need to get back to that. And it's I think you're really, the
0: same. No, I I feel I feel the same. Honestly, I'm. A, I am a workaholic. I don't know if I'll go back to being a workaholic with the school and stuff going on. But uh, I definitely want more things to be open. But uh, what have you been doing there? I want to get to know a bit more about you now. Um, I know you're a hustler. How did you handle not being able to hustle?
1: It was really bad at the beginning. I mean, I, I was stuck in my room and I, I live by myself. So it's not like I could go and uh, I had a family to talk to. It, you're really stuck. Um, I, I didn't go and start smoking or start drinking, but um, it wasn't great. And, you know, the t- stock markets were tanking everywhere. Uh, there, there was literally nothing to do where you couldn't make money unless you're, uh, uh, I don't know what you're doing. But um, <laughs> you got through it, right? I think we all got through it.
0: Yeah, no, we got through it now. And it's its like, I, I feel like it's on the brink, with, especially what's announced today. And by the way, today it's uh, Tuesday, May 18th. Um, so that's, that's the day of the press conference. And, and I've looked, I watched it all. I'm seeing that by late August we don't have to wear these fucking masks anymore. And uh, I know this is just a pl- a, a plan pl- a like a a plan laid out where uh, maybe half the yeah. time you don't know if it will actually happen or not. And I understand that um because it's it's been happening left and right and and um but I'm happy overall I'm happy that good news is on the way, you know? Like there's good be- good things are coming supposedly
1: supposedly (laughs) that that's the key word um you have to keep busy in the meantime you can't think that Um, okay it's a dead year i didn't think that for a moment and when everybody was stuck inside everybody there was a craze for gym equipment and i I think i talked to you about this before oh dude i was part of that so basically we there's a very limited supply of expensive gym equipment where you know you have like your home gym and i think we both went and we bought it so everything was sold out you for a pair of dumbbells, you couldn't get it at any store. You have to order it online. And I think it was like $500 of dumbbell or something something ridiculous like that.
0: The prices went really up. I mean, I was very lucky. Um, how I did it was like in the beginning of the pandemic, I was really into jiu-jitsu. So I would always just do jujitsu, and I wouldn't need any weights with these types of workouts. But as time went by and the gyms reopened, I believe, in June of 2020, and that's when I started uh thinking oh shit i need my own gym and i need to get like my own weights and stuff and that's when we started buying weights my whole family we were all like splitting um equally and and, and um buying our own weights and then at some point every like whenever when gyms reclosed i believe in september we all already had most of our equipment and uh it was really well can you hear me sebastian yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay, cool. Because a lot of commotion is going on. But uh, oh, sorry about that. No worries, no worries. But uh, but yeah, that goes to my point, man. Like, I don't fucking remember what I was talking about now. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's really uh, you have to seize these opportunities and and not think that it's a lost time. So basically, what uh, what I did was I went and to, uh, to China, and well, I didn't actually go to China, but I went <laughs> and looked at okay, how much does it actually cost to get these. Uh, these expensive uh, gym equipment here. And I, I knew that if people were selling it at $50 before that I can get it at less than $50 and it's selling at $500 right now. So I started uh, looking into that mm-hmm. and really, uh, re- really getting into the, to, to, that part of it. Right.
0: No, it's uh, it's a must for me now, man, I've gotten so used to having the gym at home and having so much equipment at home. Um, and I, it takes some time to get motivated, like uh, that kind of motivation like you have at the gym. But I set up our garage as if it's almost a gym. And the next step is we're getting mirrors. Like we're trying to make it so damn near to a real gym to kind of bring that ambiance of being a gym, because that's something that obviously a home gym will never have. Um, and it's something that a lot of people work with to get their motivation and to get their type of their, their fulfillment. You know, it's uh, going to the gym is an activity like it's a it's an hour and a half of your day uh, in your schedule. Whereas when you work out from home, you kind of have the freedom, which is what I love the most, the freedom of uh, being there at whatever time you want um listening to any music you want blasting it loud as fuck which that's the one, of my one thing when they play iggy azalea when i'm trying to do my last <laughs> reps like oh, no thank you <laughs> no, no 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 fucking taylor swift or some shit yeah no but, it's uh, really bad
1: for that but i think the other side of that coin is that uh, when you're there it's so easy to leave because your bedroom's right across the hall you know and uh, it's easy to get in there but it's also easy to get out
0: yeah you have to have the, yeah honestly you're right you have to have the right motivation i think how i like how i take working out uh, right now which i take it in as a generally i take it as a better type of approach than i used to um but i want to take care of my health that's the number one thing that i think of now when when it comes to going to the gym and that's what made me start uh, working out more consistently um than i have in the past um and obviously now dude Right now, I'm going for hot boy summer. Dude, fuck hot girl summer. <laughs> this is hot boy summer, motherfuckers. And that's me. Man, dude, I am going ham on the weights right now. My buddy yeah, and I are... You have to
1: do that because right now, if you're even moderately fit, you're leagues above the competition. Now, <laughs> Dude, now I'm the top boss, man. But I, it's okay. I'm locked up, though. Uh, my
0: lady's very lucky, man, because, dude, I am so strong right now. My <laughs> biceps are fucking cut. Uh, my back dude my my lats my lats man dude i could talk about my lats for days if you throw me off a cliff i'm flying because i got wings motherfucker <laughs> and uh it's just insane and that's because of that little nice machine that you have behind you dude that purchase is one of the best purchases i've made because i've been doing pull-ups ever since and uh, i say again i can fly
1: there's nothing like body weight when it comes to your back man Dude,
0: it's the best. It's the best thing to do. Yeah. I love how this podcast is going from talking about money to talking about like pumping some iron. But, but uh...
1: it's what you have to do. And me, uh, I work out a lot. But my problem is always the diet, not not really the working out part because it feels so good when you're, uh, you're stretching your squeezes, you're uh, yeah, just yeah. getting stronger that feeling weak the day before it feels good. I don't, I don't know for you if it's the same way, but when you're, you're so tired and you're even sore, you feel so good and it, it doesn't make sense, but it, but it does to me. No, where...
0: I, I, I totally agree. You feel fulfilled.
1: Yeah. And
0: like you you mean something.
1: Yeah, and you need that when you're sitting at home and stuck in the same four walls, like to feel good. And, and I think that even if you don't want to make any money, if you, uh, while you're stuck at home, even for, even if it's for the next month, go out and uh, go out and do something for yourself, like eat a little bit healthier, uh, go and, uh, go for a, a run by yourself without a mask <laughs> don't mask if you if you mask while you're running by yourself outside then i don't want to be your friend i'm just gonna say it right
0: here yeah uh, uh, mask runners and mask drivers
1: yeah no it's really it's really really
0: bad
1: <laughs> especially well, when you're by yourself
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty hilarious but like I, like going back to that covid thing i think um I think we're seeing the end. I fucking hope, man. Knock on wood. I hope that what, yes. what they said today is, is what will happen in reality. Uh, because, man, like, when he said these words that like you know, possibly um, fall back to normal in August, they had goosebumps. When you first listen to these, these words after a year of, of being humans that are unable to interact legally, and meaning that a lot of people just didn't interact with people Did imagine someone yeah. who really followed these rules that they're putting out that like if, if there's someone who would really follow these rules, that's someone who, who hasn't seen anybody in a year.
1: Really? No, and it's not people that are trying to kill like you're going to hear that is that uh, you're trying to kill people, you don't care about other people's health, you're, you're, you're a monster for doing these things. And and I think that humans need social interactions so badly and and calling people on zoom is not the same thing as seeing them face to face i don't care uh what you say it's not and you really need to you need to get out there and i was so depressed when people were getting vaccinated and they were telling them you still have to wear a mask you can't go and see anybody like you're immunized against the virus and you can't do it i, I got really depressed so uh that that was in the last month there but yeah. today i really feel a lot better and i hope it i hope it continues so that we can go out and do some stuff yeah and I know, I hope so too. But, and, and, yeah,
0: it's it's a bit weird with the, with the, with the vaccines thing. I've spoken to a bit of health experts on it. Um, and I tried to get a bit more understanding as to why you can't really do much after getting vaccinated. A lot of it has to do with the fact that there's a second dose, from what I'm hearing. And that, like, you know, I was told that, um, these ones that have two doses, I think all of them have two doses, the first dose is an immune booster, and the second dose is the actual antibodies.
1: Uh, and no 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 problem with that but what i was seeing is that um and if you're in quebec you you know that even if you got your second dose you're not able to to go out and do anything differently even though you were technically immunized and uh, you you are protected right especially if you had no risk of it like originally if you're 25 years old and in good health nothing else then you're pretty good to go i mean i i actually uh i I worked in a nightclub and um last year in march i think or february when this was all happening i worked chinese new year and a lot of people came over from china no masks nothing i was really sick the next day and i swear i had covid um
0: yeah yeah me too i'm part of that group though that like i think i got covid before it was a real thing um because uh i actually had a the, the pizza pizza maker that i was working with at the pizza uh, pizzeria. He was yeah. from Italy. He just came back from Italy, and he got super sick, and then the whole rest of the restaurant got super sick. It was in January, though. But, dude, COVID existed in fucking November. That's what I don't see much talking about. Where...
1: Well, you, you call it COVID-19, and, yeah, it's from yeah. 2019. It's yeah. not from yeah. But from in March. November,
0: and, I mean, like, the fact that we closed in March and we're talking about this uh, severely contagious disease you think from uh november to march that this has already not been in quebec it's impossible it's impossible no um,
1: i think that some of it was ignorance but some of it was really people really wanted to to boost themselves and i I think it helped out a lot of people and uh, i don't know if you've seen how the richest people got richer but not by a little bit by a lot and um I really think that if I would have gotten it, and I know a lot of people who've had it. I don't know one person that's died personally, uh, who's not 95 years old or uh, yeah. you see on on the news and someone, mm-hmm. oh, uh, a 20 year old almost died or died of COVID. And you see that she had uh, diabetes and um, and asthma and all these other things, right? So it's not transparent. And I don't care if, if you say, oh, she, she died of uh, COVID and she had pre-existing conditions. But when you try to hide it, I think it's, trying to uh, really show something that isn't there. Yeah. Like, trying to make it worse than it is.
0: I agree, man. Um, and I'm, but again, I'm just happy now that like it's, I, I'm, I'm excited to not having to talk about it anymore. You know what I mean? Cause this is still a big talking point cause it's still happening and, and it's, it's what's relevant, but man, I can't wait till this is no longer relevant because uh, it's something I miss man. Um, but at the same time, it's scary. That's what I was texting my girlfriend before. Uh, it's also a scary thing because we're so used to this type of lifestyle. And now we're going back to our old lifestyle, which is weird.
1: Oh, you know what? I- I'm-, I'm boosting myself because it's so easy to stay in your house uh, and not do anything. So if I come back to work one day a week. I came back four days a week. I want to get back outside. Yeah. I'm pushing myself to put myself outside my comfort zone. I think we're all comfortable with inside right now. We need to get out. We need uh, to. Uh...
0: That's true. That's true. I do feel really comfortable inside. Maybe that's that's why uh, I'm, I'm I'm like kind of fucking sketched out about it. Because dude, like one thing that I like about about uh, school from home, let's say, is that I have a lot more time to work out, do my uh, do all my assignments, and then I have extra time. You know. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm like. Oh shit, dude! And even working from home was another thing. Um, working from home was horrible just because of the lack of motivation it gives you. Yeah. Um, which kind of sucks for both the employer and the employee. But uh, it's it's just it's unfortunate. It's something that's really obvious that's happening and that's probably still going on. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm against this whole working from home thing, honestly.
1: I, I think you need people there and. Um, being able to 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 see someone's face and it's kind of like you want to work but it's so easy to 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 slip in like if you take out your phone and you check instagram and then you watch a video it's so easy to do that without anybody looking at you how do they know that you did that right but at work you have uh certain people who are always checking to see what you're doing on cameras and uh you know you feel more motivated and it's really it, at the end of the day, if you, you just fuck off for the whole day, you don't feel good. Even though you're working for someone else, and it feels good when you got a lot of work done, no matter. It's just like a human thing, right? If yeah. it's for someone else, or you, you did it for yourself, you went out and made a lot of money for yourself. It's really, it really does feel good.
0: No, it's true, and that's a lot. That's a lot of what us humans are missing right now. Which goes back to what you said: like social interaction is is a must, and we're not, we don't have it, we don't have it yeah. right now. Um, and uh it's it's a big missing factor and on how we live as just people.
1: Well, yeah, we need to get it back out. And I I think that hopefully within the next, I don't know three months, we can start doing that and I can start working 10 jobs again. Yeah, <laughs> and you're definitely get going that.
0: back, dude, Sebastian is a freaking. It's a freaking monster, man. Like, he just does not stop. And I know, I, and I was at his level once. I'm not at that level anymore. I wish I was. Yeah, you, but, you uh, used to.
1: You were, I think we started at the same time. You were working, what, three jobs at the same time at that point. You you worked with me, and then you worked at uh, retail, and then what was yeah, the third dude, job?
0: Another call center, man. Dude, I was doing two call centers when I was like 18, 17, 18. So there's two call centers, one for Kudo and one for Helix. And, uh, and then I would work Calvin Klein on weekends. So I would do like morning shifts at Helix. So maybe from two to eight to two. And then from four to, to midnight or four to 11 p.m., I was in downtown Montreal taking calls for another company. I have no idea how I did that. And, and just talking about that goes back to this the money um, talk in the beginning of the podcast.
1: I can't believe I don't have that money anymore. it's really sad because it's super sad i i think that um in one year i think i made something like 70 extra thousand dollars working on the weekends only um on top of my own my money and all my other hustles and i saved some of it but there's a lot that i just wanted stupid stuff with because you're making so much money and you think you know what you're a young kid like you're gonna be irresponsible and and (laughs) it's so sad to see how much more you could have had if you if you really didn't spend it on clothes have you ever been bad with money yeah for sure um i mean i invest money i've always been pretty okay with making it um but spending it i had a problem so for example um when i was 17 years old I, i left my house i was such a an immature useless kid man, like I was making a bunch of money. I, I hosted actually an online gambling uh, website and uh, <laughs> I was making money off of that when I was, since I was 16 years old. How did you get that? Oh, it was uh, basically before cryptos were cryptos. Um, I, I think everybody knows about CS go. Uh, uh, how like pe- it, rings is, it rings a bell. It rings a bell, but I'm not sure. Well, anyways, like video games that would have their own currency and you could buy it for like every world of Warcraft gold or whatever. Okay. And, and so that I wouldn't have to run into any uh, legal issues. I would uh, have them gamble with these, uh, these basically cryptocurrencies that were um, currency in a video game, but you could exchange it for real money. So I was making real money doing that. That's and, crazy. <laughs> but man, I ordered like food, every single like breakfast, lunch and supper. And I I literally wasted all the money that I was making that time. And it, it's, it hurts to this day to know how much money I, I think, uh, I spent forty thousand on, dollars on like takeout in one year. That's crazy. Forty thousand dollars? Something like that. I, I tabulated it up at a one point and it was something crazy like that because I literally for would, supper you I ordered a picture order anything. Yeah, but I was really immature. Like I, I don't think that I was making the money that where I could afford to do I, I could afford it. I mean I didn't go into debt, I didn't have a penny of debt, but I was just burning through the cash that I was making. Because it was so easy at that point, right? It was what made so easy you
0: switch? To... What made you switch to having a different
1: approach? Well, so what happened is one day I, I like I'm making a bunch of money, and then one time I couldn't pay my rent. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I just wasted all the money. And then one day, um, I'm like, what, what happened is that it was almost leaving, living pay to, paycheck to paycheck, but I was making a lot of money. So what was happening is that. Uh, at the, before the end of the month, when the rent was due, I'm like, okay, I'll make it in the last uh, you know, two, three days of the month. But then I, j- I just did in one month. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't pay my rent. I had to call my landlord lady. And, and a lot of things happened because my parents were on the lease where, where I was. So I was paying mm-hmm. it all myself. So it all went to shit. And then, um, yeah, so it gave me a nice wake up call. So then I, I left there. I went to my parents' house for a bit, and then I went back uh, and moved out. And I'm like, I'm gonna do this right this time. Right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste all my money,
0: dude. That's um, that's something that I can kind of relate to, but um, kind of not because I was, I was, I was also like a paycheck for paycheck in the beginning of uh, of, of my spending career. We'll call it like that. Yeah. Um. But I just, it's a different. It was a different game for me, man. I was just spending on a lot of bullshit too. Not as much food, but mainly expensive clothes. That you know, I've always had a thing for fashion. But um, it doesn't. Hey, I'll give it to you.
1: You you came to work every day.
0: It looked like a beast. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. I, I that's that's the goal. I love I love looking good. I love having like weird fashion type of clothing that um. It's just, you just, feel, you just feel a different type of way. But I've spent way too much money on it, like to the point where it, it's still affecting me to this day. Right now, I'm obviously no longer like that until recently. I mean, until maybe the last year, um, I've stopped and I've realized how um, keeping money instead of always spending it on, on yeah. useless things is, is really detrimental to your future. Because, like I said, when we're adults now, we're like 24, 25. I mean, I mean, you already live alone, so you already have a, a major advantage in, in that sense. But I'm still living with my mom, and I'm very thankful that everything is fine here and that I don't have to pay much. Um, and that's it's my time now to do what I was supposed to do four years ago, and that's just at least keep a bit of my money and not flame yeah. through it all. you know. Um, well,
1: you're very lucky. I, I suggest that everybody who has the opportunity to live with their parents as long as possible does it and don't waste your money because it's so easy because you have no room, you have no board to pay. Yeah. So, um, but I, I just can't live with my parents. I, it's not, they're bad people, but I just, uh, what is it I, for I, you? Cause I know a lot
0: of people that are like me who are like still at 24, 25, still living with their parents and, and their children. And obviously they're going to move out, but th- there's no like rush. But then there's these people like you who are like 17, like you're not even uh, a major yet. And, and you're already out the house. Like, how does that happen coming from this... a family and a mom who provides everything for me? And that's it's probably polar
1: opposites. Well, basically, I, my parents thought that I was really immature, and the fact that I was always on the computer, I wouldn't do uh everything, I wasn't uh, I mean, I, I was doing good things, but I was immature, uh, so they didn't understand what I was doing and they really hated it, so they. I, I can't, I need to be my own person. I need to uh, take my own hits and like make, and uh, I, I need to fall. And I also need to, to succeed on my own. I, I think I really can't, uh, I can't have other people tell me what to do.
0: Damn, that's crazy. But, uh, but I, and obviously I knew it, but it, it's, it's a crazy story um, to have like these types of thoughts at such a young age. Um, you know, where you realize that, that what you're doing at that moment is being frowned upon and already being able to take the stand, being like, you know what, no, I'm still doing it. And I'll live off my own terms. And you just, you went out and did it. Um, And then they're
1: 100% right though. I was so immature and I just told you what happened. Like in the first year, first year and a half, I was, it's not, I think it's called lifestyle inflation where the more money you make, it doesn't fix your problems because you just start buying more clothes. You buy more, exp- a more expensive car. You g- get a place that has more rent. Like I know people who they get a raise at work and they say, okay, I'm going to go buy a new place downtown, not buy, yeah. but rent a new place downtown. And it costs a thousand dollars per person. It's $2,000 and two roommates. And you need to go buy yourself a house you you can't just keep spending your money every time you get a pay raise you can't say okay now i can spend more say no i need to use that i'm going to pay off my debts or i'm going to invest that into something you know yeah
0: it's very important it's very important and but it it, i feel bad that i learned at a later age but at the same time i'm happy that now it's in my lifestyle as well um and uh you've been a major part of that man so like before we, because we're gonna end this podcast soon we're almost over an yeah. hour, um, but uh, you've helped me a lot, man, because I, I was straight up with you in my financial situation, um, just because like I, I don't hide these things. Nah, no. I'm not going to fucking say it to the whole world now, whole world, seven listeners, but still, <laughs> it's still available to the whole world, um, but I've trusted you since, since, since I met you, honestly, with that, and you've helped me th- so much through the process of um being a, a flashy spender to being a flashy saver man um and ever since i've been doing super well
1: yeah you have and i've seen the difference um <laughs> i i, I haven't it. it's not that you're bad like you've never I, I don't think you were ever like some people that have that they're 50 years old and and yeah or like fifty thousand dollars in consumer debt of stupid stuff that you bought on credit cards like, you really don't want to be that. It's better to turn around at 25 than to turn around at 50, right? True. True, man. Well, dude, Sebastian, this was so awesome
0: to have you on. Uh, I really appreciate having you on. And we could do many of these. I know, like, every time I speak to someone the first time, although they could, it's easy when I have friends that I, that I know, I mean, it always flows. I don't have to do much notes or anything. Um, but it's always the second and third one that's better when you feel more comfortable. It's a different, like, if this is a conversation, but because it's recorded there's just that type of thing glaring but once you get more used to it it stops and it's like as if nothing is Yeah, I agree with you. Know I mean? Like
1: if we were talking back in like from cubicle to cubicle it's it's a lot easier yeah, than, of than course. knowing that you're going to be recorded and posted online.
0: Of course, man, but dude, before we end this um the floor is yours man, shout anything out.
1: Shout out to MVMD. That's Mike victor mike delta it's a stock where they're actually just finished finishing their clin- clinical trials for covid and cancer treatments which are going to make groundbreaking changes if you want to get in on it now um i i just sunk a bunch of money in there and uh, i think it's about to skyrocket so if anybody's interested to look into it don't take my word for it but uh, uh matthew he invested in some of it himself i did go take a look at it it's really cheap right now and uh if I think you're going to like what you see.
0: Awesome, man. Sebastian, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate
1: it, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to talking to you soon.
0: And there you have it, the conversation with Sebastian. Sebastian, thanks again uh, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Really great guest. Um, I mean, that's that's about it, man. I don't know what to do with these fucking outros. I have to find something different. To make it less awkward or something, I don't know, but Sebastian, thank you so much for coming on. Always welcome to come back on, and uh, we are closing on the twentieth episode, which is insane. Um, still working on a few things behind the scenes. I'm not gonna make make believe that I'm fucking like working so hard. Like I'm I'm not that you know. It's I'm taking a bit of a a break, despite still posting every week. Um, feels good, man. After after a strong semester. Um, and still working a lot but uh i'm working on a few things behind the scenes to to make this more interesting every time i press the record button uh, but the definitely more fight talk will come separately uh i just don't know when yet because that's it's like it's like taking one podcast and then making it into two podcasts so it's it's a, a tough thing to plan and make making sure that everything goes smoothly and making sure I choose the right way how to do it, but that's coming. Um, and then just more guests every week, to be honest. And uh, if you guys are all the way here, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. Um, any review, any comments, messages that is like to, to, to uh, kind of help me or... I was about to say self-construct, and I don't even know if that's a word. I think it's constructive criticism. That's what I was searching for. So if any of you got to say shit like that, please let me know. I mean, I need all the help in the world uh, because I just want to bring this uh, bigger, better, and uh, more, more efficient toward the people that listen to this. So thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Sebastian. And um, I will definitely see you guys next Monday.
1: Sure, sure. I'm, like, ooh, ah, I'm in the mood. Shotty, I'm fucking with you. I'm like, oh, ah, if I'm kinda cute, tell her that she could come through. I'm like, oh, ah, bet on myself. Ain't no way that I can lose. I'm like, oh, ah, don't need no help. I don't got nothing to prove. I'm like, oh, ah, I'm in the mood.